There is a scripture in God's word. In fact, it's Matthew 12, verse 43 to 45, that says the following, and I quote that scripture. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. You might say in just three verses, God is giving us quite a bit of information as to what's going on behind the scenes in the spiritual realm once a demon is cast out of someone. But it can also leave us with more questions than answers. Brunpunt investigates and deconstructs this scripture and its meaning that can cost you your life quite literally if you don't take heed. So, here to share their insights and knowledge is Pastor James Lottering, all the way from Port Elizabeth, and also the well-known Dr. Quibus Jonker, who both specializes in the occult from a Christian perspective. We also invited ex-Satanist, now a devoted follower of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Adele Nevelin. But please note, she was unavailable at the time of this program going to recording. To our respondents, Pastor James Lottering and also Dr. Kovas Jonker, good morning and welcome. With that, good morning to our respondents, uh, Pastor James Lottering and P. Just a short background bio of who you are and where you come from. I was 23 years in the police. In 1992, I was appointed the coordinator of the occult-related crimes in the Eastern Cape. And also, welcome to Dr. Kobus Jonker. Dr. Jonker, just a short bio background of where you come from, sir. Also from the police. I was in the police for 32 years, and mainly dealing with murder cases, but also with the satanic murders. I got involved, and uh, in 1992, they transferred me up to Pretoria to be head of the, the occult unit in South Africa. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here at Brunpunt. Let me start by asking you, James, what exactly is a demon, and where are they to be found? A demon is an entity that is in the air. One-third of the angels were cast out of heaven, and they followed Satan in rebellion. And now those angels are on earth, and they are demons. Dr. Jonker is saying those angels are on earth. They are now called demons. So looking at this scripture in Matthew 12, how can a demon refer them to the human body as my house? You see, if you if talk about demons, they present the domain in the spiritual realm or supernatural sphere, but they desire to be embodied in, in humans or in animals. We read that in Ephesians 6 verses 12. So if a person says that he's uh, demonically possessed, then of course he suffers from a complete behavior taken over by the demon entity. So the entity may dominate the victim so that the person becomes the, the demonic entity. This just shortly. James, according to your understanding, seeing that you've got a pastoral background as well, where do demons get the legal right to inhabit human bodies? I know Dr. Yonker said also animals as well, but where do they get the legal right to inhabit the human body? You know, we must start 
first from the beginning. What are we composed of? We are composed of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is intuition, worship, and conscience. Your soul is the will, intellect, and emotion. And the body is the flesh, blood, and bone. Demons cannot operate in your spirit because your spirit has been created to serve God only. So demons operate through the soul realm and keep you in bondage when you don't repent of sin in your life. Dr. Jonker, what are the common door openers for demons to gain entry into the soul realm of humans then, as James had said? You know, if you, if you reject Jesus Christ as your Savior, or doesn't walk the path of Christ, then of course it's much easier for them to, to enter. Uh, many of these guys, they, they, they give their permission for them to enter, especially if you talk about Satanists where they actually invite, they reject Jesus Christ, the Trinity completely, and then they invite one or other entity, a demon spirit, to come and enter them. In your understanding, Pastor James, what would you say are the common door openers? Can we look at drugs, pornography, yes. and these kind of things? What would you say are common door openers? Okay. Things that give a legal right. Number one, music. But it can't just be music. It's got to get a catalyst. Music and drugs. Sex and music. And then uh, also pornography and uh, music. Or drugs or whatever. Dr. Jonker, according to your understanding, what does the Bible mean with the demon returning, finding that house of his empty, swept, and put in order? What do you understand if you look at that scripture? What does it mean to you? You see, if, if a demon is exercised, the demon leaves the body, then of course uh, you are open completely. So if you don't hang on to Christ, then, then, of course, you empty it, and that spirit will come back looking for the house where he was, and he will come back, and he'll, the Bible tells you that he'll bring seven more, more worst ones with him. And if you, if you look at the cases that we had, and James will, will, will be with me, if I say that we had many cases where guys will come to you, and, and they said that they want to they be Christians now, and they must be exercised, exercise, whatever. And, and eventually, after that, you'll see that this guy is seven times, eight times more worse than he was. Because that was one of the tricks that they had, because if the body is empty, those things come back, there's nothing to stop it. Because if the Spirit of God is in you, the, the demons cannot enter you or go into your body. Uh, can, I, can I come in there? Yes, please. The Satanists of today use the church to exercise the demons, because they need more power to compete against each other. So they go to the church, and they say to the church that they want to give their life to the Lord. But in actual fact, they are being delivered, and then they go back to their old ways, and they allow seven times worse. So their power is seven times stronger, and the church is unfortunately gullible for this type of thing. It's a frightening thing that you're saying, because apart from the church, the Bible also suggests that there's a void inside human beings that must be filled once the demon is exercised. What is that yes. void that must be filled? How do you understand that? You see, the body has a void, like you correctly said. It needs to be filled with Jesus, 
and the Holy Spirit. And that will keep the devil out. Unfortunately, people give half their lives to the Lord and not fully to the Lord. The same thing with deliverance. They come to you and pastors say, you can't have demons if you're Christian. So if I stand in the garage, does it make me a BMW? So anyone who stands in church doesn't necessarily make them a Christian. That's a profound thing you're saying. Dr. Jonker, your response to that? Yeah, I'm with James. Uh, it's 100% correct. The, the Holy Spirit must be in you. So if the Holy Spirit is not in you, you're going to be open for, for attacks, whatever. So you need yeah. to fill that void inviting the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you this That's then. Correct. How many demons can inhabit a human body? Looking at scriptures and in your experience, what would you say, Dr. Jonker? Sure. Uh, we, we had several cases where there was a Many, many demons that's inside. And, and, and James and I had a case there in Jeffreys Bay many, many years ago where deliverance was taking place and, and many, many of these demons came out of this young boy of 15 years old when we, when, uh, we were doing the deliverance there. Uh, James, in your understanding, how many demons can inhabit a body and do they travel in groups or in clusters? Yeah, it starts with one who's the strong man. He opens the door. And then any of the entities which the worldly term will know to enter that person's body and also live there. Now, the Bible talks about a legion. That's a thousand demons. Some people have legions of demons. I come across these type of spirits every single day because I do this full time now. Is it only Satanists that have demons inside of them, or is it everyday humans as well? Dr. Jonker, in your understanding? No, it can be an ordinary human being as well. You know, if, if, uh, if you're busy with witchcraft or other things and, and you invite spirits inside of you, so it can be a normal being. Not to say that you must just be a Satanist to, for, for these beings to come into you. It can be anyone, because uh, I did many deliverances here in Pretoria as well, with ordinary people, with business people as well. And it, some don't even realize that they've, they've got this entities in themselves. James? Yeah, every day uh, I'm fully booked. I've got people that travel from, from overseas to see me for one hour, and South Africa as well. So it's not just a satanistic thing that a human soul can be inhabited by demons, anybody that opens themselves up to this. That's correct, yeah. And that includes Christians. And unfortunately, the church is ignorant to this. They'd rather disregard it than give attention to it. James, I will get to that uh, in a moment or so about Christians and demons. Let me ask you this, with regards to Matthew 12, talking about that spirit that will bring seven worse, do you find that demons travel in clusters, in groups? Can, uh, Can we say that? Probably can if you can see in the spirit realm. Dr. Jonker, does this also mean this particular scripture that there are demons with levels of wickedness and evil that's getting progressively worse? Yeah, I would say so. And, uh, you, you, you know, all, I would say all demons are basically evil. They know God very well and uh, they know the personality of people very well. So it's, it's, it's not a problem for them if, if they get invited to come in or uh, are busy with a person that hasn't got the Holy Spirit in them. And we have another uh, problem is, is also in, the, in the, the modern psychology world as well. 
because I work with psychologists a lot as well. And, um, you know, some of them, some of my colleagues, uh, they, they see it as a mental or emotional state with scientific terms. And then they will give you a lot of conditions why they think that's the case. But in many cases, it's their things that they can't, cannot explain to us. James? Yeah, I have this every day. People come for deliverance, and it's Christians and non-Christians. So, gentlemen, how do one get rid of a demon? According to what you are saying now, some people are walking around with these entities inside of them, not even knowing that they are inhabited by these entities. How do one get rid of them, and do you need to go to a specialist like yourself, or what do you need to do? You know, the biggest problem is, uh, what does the Bible say about deliverance? Deliverance is commanding a demon to come out of an individual, a house, or wherever the demon happens to be. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is accomplished by the spoken word through the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Dr. Yonke, your experience? You are the same. You, You cannot do deliverance without mentioning the blood of Jesus Christ and or, or doing deliverance without mentioning the, the Jesus Christ's name because that's where the power lies. You cannot exercise a demon without asking God or Jesus Christ to, to get rid of it. In Acts 19 verse 13, some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists tried to do an exorcism. And what happened was they didn't know Jesus. So the demon said, I know Paul, I know Peter, I know Jesus, but who are you? And then they attacked him. So this is a dangerous area to be in, to find yourself to try and exercise a demon unless you yourself are covered by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, Dr. Yonke? Correct. That's correct. James, you said something very disturbing. You said even Christians can be inhabited by a demon. Based on what do you say that? Uh, remember when I told you we made of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. The demon can't get in the spirit realm because um, that is created to serve God. They can only get in the soul area and the flesh, and that's where they operate, because of people that are committing sin and Christian sin. There is a scripture in Galatians 2 and verse 20 that says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ who really lives within me. Does it mean by definition then that an individual who calls himself a Christian has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ really and therefore can be inhabited by an entity like this? So my question is, can a real blood-bought covenant child of God be inhabited by an entity like a demon? Dr. Yonker? No, no. Uh, I say it directly, no. If you've you've covered with the blood, you've got Jesus Christ, you've got the Holy Spirit in your life, they cannot inhabit you. Of course, they can do things outside, but they cannot go come into you. It's impossible. James? It causes a bondage in your life, and that gives the devil legal power to... Stop you from serving Jesus Christ. Bondages like? Smoking, drinking, pornography, drugs, and all the rest. So many sins. Absolutely frightening. 
Gentlemen, in closing, your thoughts on this scripture, your final parting thoughts on this scripture that we have shared, Matthew 12, 43, 45, your warning to people all over South Africa with regards to the demonic, the entities that seek to inhabit humans. What would you say to people listening to this program right now, Dr. Jonker? The answer is that you must have a personal relationship with with Jesus Christ, and you must walk the path of Christ, and you must stay covering under the blood of Christ, and stay away from things that can cause a bondage on your, your life, that things that, some of the stuff that, that, that James just mentioned there as well, because that can lead you back to sin and bondage, and you, then you've got a big, big, big problem lying ahead of you. James, what would you say? You know, my biggest problem is with the church in general. They don't have the knowledge to help these people. So they say it's not their ministry. But in actual fact, the Bible says it's for all believers. And the problem is the pastors and the ministers don't want to get educated in this area to help the people. So then the people go to people involved in the occult for deliverance. And then they cast out the demon and replace it with a stronger one. You need to get the right person that knows what he's doing. Would a simple prayer be suffice? Falling on your knees, crying out to the God of heaven and earth, saying, Lord, I have this stronghold. I have this stronghold in my life. Would a simple prayer, somebody listening to this program, would a simple prayer do that when you ask the Lord Jesus Christ to set you free right now? Dr. Yonker. Yeah, you can, but, but you first have to confess. You have to, to realize what you've done and the bondage that, that you've placed upon yourself. And then you must come to the, to the cross and, 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 and lay it in front of Christ and say, God, you must help me here. Uh, and like, like James also said, you must go to the right person to, to help you going through this deliverance then. Is there a website, is there a Facebook page, is there a social media place where people can go to try and find help with regards to this, or must they go to their own pastor, minister, Dumini? What, what would you advise me, James? They first must go to their Dumini or their minister. If he says to them, I can't help you, then you need to get outside help. And I have a telephone number they can phone. And I can even pray over the phone. It's one prayer. That's all. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your input into this program, uh, realizing that we must be careful as to what we open ourselves up to when it comes to the strongholds and the devices of Satan. A sincere thanks to you, Pastor James Lottring from Port Elizabeth. If you're looking for his telephone number, you can contact me here at Radio Pulpit. I will supply you with that. And also to Dr. Kubis Jonker for his input to this program. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for presenting the program for us. Well, with that, we trust that you found this morning's burning issue program called Brandpunt informative, interesting, and challenging. Please keep in mind that the opinion stated in this program is not necessarily that of Radio Pulpit or the announcer on duty, but for you, our listeners, to make an informed decision. If you've got an interesting topic that you want us to discuss in this program, you can email me, vainant at radiopulpit.co.za. Till we meet again, keep well, God bless you and shalom.